Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Tests and trials come to make you stronger. You don't believe me? Have a fear of water and then let it rain so hard that you and water are face to face. So what do you do? Do you choose to drown or do you decide to live? Do you choose to drown or do you decide to live? In this thing here called life, there's a level of resiliency that is supernatural. When your back is against the wall and all else fails, you might as well throw all that you knew out the window because when survival mode kicks in, you will do what you have to do to survive. As a believer in Christ, I am so grateful as we have ended Passover week and we are now in the week of April 9th, I am so grateful to look back and reflect on the life, the gruesome death, and the resurrection of Christ because of his trials and his tests the decision has already been made for me I just need to fall suit the giants have already been slayed I just need to believe godly providence has already provided I just need to receive in faith Let me say that again. I just need to receive in faith. In faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. They go hand in hand. I am so grateful that life's experiences have sharpened the level of resiliency to where just about most Every circumstance, I can stand and say, I can stand and say, I will survive. No man has ever 
died and come back to life. We won't dare assume and try to rub God's providence and and uh, the omnipotence of God like a genie bottle and even dare to speak of death and life after death and someone coming back to life to speak about it. But what we will stay on is this thing here called life. The human relationship. If we center in on our contributions in the sphere of human relationship, that will literally be a working thesis for the rest of our lives. What I'm talking about is overcoming. This episode is about overcoming. Tests and trials will sure enough make you stronger. And the thing about the God, Lord God, Abba Father is, though God won't put more on you than you can bear, you still have to be able to believe and walk in faith to even believe that you can bear it. So in summation, don't give up. Don't give up. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Don't give up. You're thirsty, take a sip of water. You're hungry, take a bite of food. You're weary, lay down and rest your feet. But don't give up. Christ did not give up on us. You don't give up. You mother for your children, don't give up. Don't give up. Broken marriages, don't give up. Wayward family members, don't give up. For you who struggle with people pleasing, and it seems as if you just cannot get ahead in life because you're constantly putting other people before yourself, don't give up. Let go and let God. I'm talking about overcoming. For those of you who are selfish natured in heart and you only think about yourself, But the Holy Spirit has rubbed you in a way where you just know that that behavior is ungodly and it must change. Don't give up. True enough, you may have lived a life of selfishness and it will take some work for you to have for your thoughts to be retrained, to align with your responses to where you are able to think of another person and their well-being before yourself. Do you know what that's called? Love. I have learned that the overcomer is not only resilient in life, but if you're rooted in Christ, You are overcoming. You are being resilient. The tests and trials are making you stronger because God's going to use you to help somebody else. Love. 
I'm taking it to the church right now. I don't care what kind of love you have for your church, for the four walls, for the institution, for the parishioners, for the attendees. What resonates from that body of people? Is it love? Love keeps no record of wrong. That doesn't mean that you don't address behaviors. It's talking about holding someone as if they have a cattle a cattle uh, chain around their neck for the offenses that they've done. That's not godly. That's incorrect. Love allows you to walk through life with someone as the Holy Spirit is giving you direction to walk through the pain, to work through those things, but you're still able to function in a progressive manner with another person. Love would allow that in the body of Christ, we are able to to learn the word of God to then go out and be a salt in the world. Not to learn the word of God, to puff yourself up and become more learned so now you can have a hierarchy of knowledge over other lay people who have not studied or who have not sat under the tutelage of so-and-so minister like you. That's not love. It's still selfish. This is serious because in order to overcome overcomers, are walking not only in the fruit of the spirit, but it it will resonate from them. There will be a change. Pride definitely comes before the fall. Pride comes before the fall. When I look at myself, I say, Lord, as I'm regaining strength, as the trials have made me stronger, as I'm overcoming, as I'm walking in faith and still working and sowing seeds, waiting for God to bring manifest to the things that I am doing in life to try my best to create some form of upward mobility for the for our family, I'm saying pride comes before the fall. And disobedience will leave you with a hard tushy. Disobedience will leave you with a soft tush is what I was trying to say. So I don't I don't want to fall. And I don't want to fall into a pattern of pride. And I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading so I don't have to get my butt spanked. No, thank you, Lord. Had enough of that. Tests and trials will come to make you stronger. My current test in life is to continue to walk and not be concerned about how I feel 
and how I'm perceived because of the calling that God has on my life. I can't be proud. Pride would also have you to not do something. It's not always being puffed up and being uh, puffed up like a like a puffer fish before people. That's not always the manifestation of pride. Pride will also have you to not do something because you think you're better than that or because you, you feel that you may be judged by others. So pride would have you to think that you not do something. My particular pride in this season that I am walking in in life is a pride of me holding on to the right or feelings of disregard and unforgiveness towards people. Because I feel entitled to that. When the Lord said. God sent his son. Into the world. That he would die. That he would be mocked. That he would be shamed. That he would be ridiculed. That people would would think that he was out of his mind. For the things that he was proclaiming. That he would labor endlessly, day in and day out. To what avail? To not have a zip code. To not have a P.O. box. To not have a mailbox. To not even have a home. To call his own. Because he came and he was sent to serve and do the work of the Lord God. But he was Christ. Made manifest for us to experience this human experience and have a story written about it so that mankind could go back and reflect on the word of God and say, okay, I'm here, but someone greater than me has been here and has given an account of what it looks like to not respond the way that pride would have you to, the way that ego would have you to, to be humble in the suffering, humble in the sacrifice, knowing that the greater cause, the greater benefit would be for mankind to come by way of salvation. Sometimes you pray and you pray and you pray for something. But when you get it and it's not packaged the way that you think it should be, what will you do then? What happens when you pray and you pray and you pray and God doesn't answer your prayer? Or God doesn't answer your prayer in your lifetime. What do you do then? Does your faith wane? Was the test and trial not worth it? Or do we adopt the same level of 
servitude, humbleness, and Christ-like character. Remembering that Jesus Christ came and did all that he all that he did for what he wouldn't see in the human flesh because it was done for generations to come. The reality, everyone, that is listening to my voice is that this world is getting darker and darker and darker and darker. We all have been tested. We all have been tried. The overcoming may not happen in our lifetime. But we must be ready. We must be girded. And we must be prepared to keep on moving. Because it's not about us. And if God has given you an illumination for you to be able to see a need. And for you to be able to be willing to serve a people group that once slandered you that once drug you in the mud, that did you wrong, just know the redemptive value in that is the crown that you're going to receive. When the Lord God says, on the last day, as you stand before the Lord in the Lamb's Book of Life is written, good and faithful servant, well done. You may not see it in your lifetime. One song says that we are all overcomers. And we all have overcome by the blood. And in essence, it's the truth. Believers in Christ have overcome death by the blood of the cross because Christ died for us so that we don't have to live an eternal life away from God. Believers in Christ, the treasure, the reward, is a life in heaven. But do you think that God wants us to sit down on this earth and twiddle our thumbs and cross our legs and believe that this is where our peace is? That this is where our hope is? You better think again. Keep fighting. And don't compromise. It's in the compromise that we lose. Whoever, it just come to me, whoever is weary, whoever is looking to step back into a situation that you have fought your way out of because of the, the tempting to compromise, don't do it. If this has to do with a person, do you know that people will push, they will press you like some grapes. They will press you. They will squeeze you like a lemon. And it's not until you are dry that they may decide that it was worth it. That it is worth it for them to surrender. Sometimes God allows you to literally be squeezed like a lemon to the last drop. And you've been stretched and stretched so far beyond what you thought was ever earthly possible for yourself. But that's your growth through that test and that trial. 
and God has used you then to as a as a visual before men whoever he is using you to show his 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 uh glory to to show that you didn't pop and that level of resilience gives that person enough faith enough hope enough interest in a God for their heart to be softened and for the Lord God to do the miraculous work of changing a heart, of changing a mind, saving a soul. It's worth it, y'all. The tests, the trials, they're worth it. The resiliency that it builds in you is worth it. Because the truth be told, you can be done with this life You can go and try to unalive yourself, but if it's not your time, you ain't going. How many testimonies of people have we heard who have tried to unalive themselves and it wasn't successful in very egregious ways, in gruesome ways, and God still allowed them to live because they have a testimony. It wasn't their time. So as you're being pruned, whoever you are, whoever we are, because collectively this applies to all of us. As you're being pruned, it's not just for no reason. All things work together for the good to those who love the Lord. But God also uses every single situation for his glory. Every single one. I am so grateful. I am grateful for this journey. God is honoring beginning steps of reconciliation to the broken marriage that I have stood for for two years. I thank God and I publicly rejoice in the works that God is doing in the marriage that God has aligned me to be in covenant with, with my spouse. God has never left this covenant. And because of the faithfulness of God, he has kept me through. And God is being so pleased to introduce The seed of reconciliation. Now I'm saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for seeing fit to show fruit. Understanding, Lord, all pride aside, the work has begun. The work has begun. Regardless of what I feel that I'm entitled to do, what's necessary to say, God said, the work now needs to be done. Are you willing? Because if it's not about you, girl, and you got to go another round and around of work, For this thing called marriage, if it was enough, 
if nothing else, but for a soul, your spouse's soul, to be saved, it was worth it. The journey was worth it. And I say yes and amen. Yes, Lord, and amen. Boy, God is doing a miraculous thing, y'all. It's so true that we pray and we have faith. And when God brings forth the answer to the prayer, the next level of acceptance is the work. We don't know what that looks like. There are many different testimonies of marital separation and the process, the journey, and the outcome are vastly different. But the one constant is if God sees fit to reconcile Two human beings that were products of a broken marital covenant, there will be work to do. So as I bear witness to the journey of work in marital reconciliation, I ask that y'all be patient on this side of grace as the journey will be worth it but it will be some work I'm asking God to give me consistency in deliverance as bold and as vigorous as I was to endure the journey without the unification of my spouse As God is now planting seed of reconciliation, my prayer before the Lord God is I be just as vigorous in the walk and journey of reconciliation. Pride comes before the fall. We must never forget that. We must never forget that the stinking, funky, trifling human behavior pattern that so easily besets us is pride. Pride causes someone not to forgive. Pride causes someone to feel as if they don't need to forgive or accept someone's forgiveness. Pride causes someone to go MIA and not be accountable for behavior. Pride causes someone to demand that another person, another human being, be accountable for their behavior so that the other person can feel justified. The rooting of it is pride. And if we're ever going to master this human experience called life and actually apply the tests and trials that we've gone through to this human experience for the sake of sharing 
and encouraging and bearing witness to others, we must warn one another about this thing called pride. Sometimes it seems as if pride sneaks in like a slithering snake in the corner of a cracked door without you knowing. And you'll find yourself being defensive when really you should just be listening and in an attitude of receiving. But that haughtiness, that prideful spirit will have you defending when maybe all intents out of all intents of purposes you entered into the communication humbly but when someone said something that you didn't like your initial response or reply is to defend because you have to protect your pride this pride thing is a it's a funky donkey believer in Christ or not Pride goes before your fall. Pride goes before your fall. Lord God, I just pray that whoever is listening to this episode, that you would make manifest in their lives where pride is hindering their growth. I pray, God, that you would continue to press them with whatever test and trial needed for their individual person for them to surrender, Lord, in the operation of pride in the areas of their life where pride is choking their growth like weeds in the ground. Lord, you want us to grow. And in our growth, God, I pray, that you would continue to bring an understanding of the areas needed in growth to our lives and that we would receive, God, that we would receive the call to surrender. We will receive the call to ask for forgiveness and lay on the cross any area of our life that is not pleasing to you. We don't always have to be right, and we ain't always wrong. And a humble spirit would have the listening ear, the softened heart, and the willingness to learn from circumstances in life, regardless of how it paints a picture of them. Lord, I thank you for the test and the trials in our lives. We would never grow. We would never grow if we were not poked, tested, and tried. Lord, I pray that marriages, God, I pray for marriages, Lord. I pray for the against the attack on marriages, Lord Jesus. Globally, against the attack, God. If it's not a, a unfaithful spouse, if it's not a 
financially immature spouse, if it is not a disrespect of marital covenant from families who are contributing to the breaking of marriages by interfering with the the natural God-given position of God, husband, wife, child. If it is not the homosexual spirit that is tearing apart heterosexual God-given marriage structures in the if in the identity of a man and woman, the only union that can produce life. If it is not the media presence that support infidelity as human error, that support gender-specific rights to polygamy rooted in sin. God, you know the multitude of factors that are affecting marriage globally in our world. But one thing is for sure, without a man and a woman, the human race would not exist and will not exist. Even the scientists who are using their the brains and their hands to figure out ways to clone human life still came into this world by the seed of a man and woman. And I pray, God, that in the name of Jesus, the seed that seeded their lives, Lord Jesus, the same God that brought them in the world would rise up an understanding in their minds that it is unnatural. And the world system cannot function if it not be for the God-given, blessed and ordained union of marriage. I pray against every attack. I pray against the enemy to use children in marriage to cause division and diversion. I pray against the spirit of rebellion and disobedience. I pray pray against every spirit of lust and perversion that is attacking both men and women. God, shut our faculties before we succumb to this. Cleanse our five senses. Bring back a level of purity and newness to this human experience. Lord, if you have to pull the plug on any of these entertainment means, do it, Lord. Do it. Whatever is necessary, I pray, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that on this listening podcast, there would be revelations and people would apply. Apply their vigor for you. And it's all in Jesus' name. We thank you. And I thank you for every test and trial. I thank you for the strength and the testimony that it brings. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, live your life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says. 
and pray your way into eternity. You never know. Jesus Christ might be coming today. Peace.